Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Hi everyone, welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly, I'm an eating disorder recovery coach working with people in recovery from eating disorders and disordered eating. Just to say, it's currently a beautiful spring morning here in the UK today and I have got the windows open so if you can hear some birds chirping in the background, that's what it is. It's not me, it's the little birdies outside having a really happy sing-song and it's really, really nice to be able to hear it at the moment and feel that maybe spring is on its way. But in today's episode, what I want to talk about is the side effects of eating disorder recovery. When you think about any significant illness that you have to have treatment for, whether that's medication and treatment or whether it's other types of treatment that you might have to have, it usually comes with a list of side effects to the treatment. And, you know, you might be given a piece of paper with those side effects on, with a very common, common, slightly less common and rare side effects written on it. And you can look at that bit of paper and you think can think to yourself, okay, this is what I can expect by taking this medication, but I need to take it because I need to recover from this illness or this condition that I've got. And it just prepares you to know that these side effects might be there, but you can expect them. When they do happen, it's not such a shock and you can sort of come up with ways to be ready for them, I guess. And the same is true about eating disorder recovery. If you want to recover, you have to go through the process of eating disorder recovery. And okay, the treatment process is usually not as medical as perhaps treating cancer. It's usually more just involving of food, of resting, of breaking disordered habits and behaviours and facing huge fear responses. But it's not necessarily a prescribed by a doctor medical approach to treatment. So we don't talk about the side effects in the same way, but perhaps we should. So I was just reflecting on this because I was looking over some of the blog posts I wrote back in my recovery. And one of them was about the side effects I was getting in eating disorder recovery as I was going through it. When you're going through recovery, it's a difficult process. It's an emotional process. It's a messy process. And sometimes it can feel like it's just getting worse and worse before it does eventually get better. Because the side effects to recovery can be unpleasant, they can be distressing, and at times they can even just be plain brutal. So if you're also going through eating disorder recovery at the moment, and you're getting side effects to your recovery and thinking, does anyone else get this? I thought I'd just list some of the side effects that I experienced in my recovery, so that you can know that very definitely, yes, other people do get the same symptoms, And yes, it is entirely normal. And of course, there are also going to be other side effects that I probably don't touch on in this list. So just because you're getting something that I haven't mentioned doesn't mean that it isn't normal. So here's the list as I laid it out back in my recovery. 
there was crippling skin crawling anxiety which got a lot worse before it got better. And during the recovery process, I just had to learn to adjust to the ever-present anxiety. Sometimes it wouldn't be as bad as at other times, but it was always there as, as an underlying discomfort within me that gradually got better as I processed through the recovery process. But even quite a long way into the recovery process, there were times when the anxiety would get really high again, just as you thought that you were over that stage in the process. So just be ready for anxiety, even if it's there all the time to some degree. Doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. In fact, it probably means you're doing everything right because eating disorder recovery shouldn't be comfortable. And going on from that, there were also panic attacks. I certainly had a couple of panic attacks during my recovery and I'd never had a panic attack in my life before recovery. So, you know, you are facing huge fears you're facing food, you're facing rest, you're facing weight gain, you're facing things that your brain is perceiving as a genuine threat to your life. So as you're facing those things, you're going to get a huge fear response. And very occasionally, that fear response might even get so extreme that it triggers into a panic attack. Of course, ideally, we don't want the fear to get to that higher degree, you know, so that you are having regular panic attacks. But at the same time, if you do have a panic attack in recovery, then know that it is normal. And again, as your brain learns that food isn't a threat and it learns that weight gain isn't a threat, then hopefully those panic attacks will also stop. And I think, again, going in line with the underlying anxiety are things like frequent anger or irritability or frustration. I went through days and days where I was just horrible and irritable the whole time. There were times when I would feel so inwardly frustrated and angry, not necessarily at anyone else in my life, just at myself, just at the eating disorder, that I would scream and shout in anger and frustration at times. But, you know, when clients tell me they're experiencing this now, I say, I think it's better to let those emotions out, have a shout, throw something across the room, hopefully not anything breakable, but you know, throw something across the room, do what you need to do to get that anger and that frustration out, and then go and angry eat as well, to really show the eating disorder that you're in control. Sleep is another thing that really gets impacted in recovery. So frequently had poor sleep. Part of that again was to do with the anxiety, Part of it was to do with the fact that my body had woken up to the fact that food was available, so I was a lot more hungry all the time and I wanted to eat in the middle of the night, not just in the day. And some of it was just the emotions and the distress coming out that led to poor sleep. So you might experience poor sleep in recovery. You might also get a lot of night sweats because your metabolism is rearing up. Just go with it, sleep when you can, it will get better. And I think it's important to note as well just how intense the distress levels can get in recovery. I've already alluded to it with the anger and the frustration I experienced, but also there were times when I became very depressed. I would cry a lot and just, yeah, experience a real roller coaster really in terms of distress levels. Sometimes there were days where I just felt really very, very depressed. Other days I could be on a high and feel really happy and hopeful for the future. So 
it's sort of riding that roller coaster of emotions through the recovery process. And alongside the dep depression, perhaps there was also even more intense social withdrawal at times, even than I'd had during the eating disorder. With the eating disorder, I socially isolated. But in recovery at times, there were moments when I didn't really want to be around people. I just wanted to be around food or the depression was bad. And so I just wanted to be alone to cry. And I just had this genuine disinterest in the world and in life in general for a while. And I think that's okay. I think that's normal through the recovery process as the brain is learning to adjust to all this new learning, if you like, in itself. It's learning how to eat again. It's learning that all these fears it's had for so many years are not things that it needs to be scared of anymore. And it's really trying to work hard at the rewiring process. And it doesn't have space for social interaction and you know, niceties in the world. So I think sometimes maybe you just need to give yourself that mental space, that time to just mentally heal. And if that means socially withdrawing for a while, then so be it. And alongside the fact that during recovery, your brain needs space to recover, to rewire, to focus just on eating and overcoming those fears, there were a lot of times in recovery when I would become incredibly overwhelmed by any tiny thing in my life that was trying to interrupt with recovery. And that could literally be the smallest thing. Sometimes it would just be the fact that I hadn't yet brushed my teeth in the morning and I knew I still had to do that. And that would feel incredibly overwhelming, which sounds ridiculous. But there were definitely times when life just felt overwhelming recovery in itself was overwhelming and then anything on top of that just felt too much. And with that as well, you know, a lot of people say with an eating disorder, their concentration is really terrible. They can't concentrate to read a book when they're so malnourished. They can't concentrate on TV programs. They can't concentrate on conversations. In my case, when I was actually in the eating disorder, my concentration wasn't that bad. I could still read books and concentrate on my job. I could concentrate on conversations. But when I was in recovery, my concentration became terrible. Maybe it was because my brain only woke up to the fact that food was available in recovery. And so it was at that stage for me that all my brain could think about was food and eating and recovery. And that's then why my concentration became so bad. But if you find that your concentration in the recovery process is even worse than it was when you were ill, just go with it. That's again, that's completely normal. It's just your brain trying to guide you to eat as much as possible while the food is there. It's going to get you to recovery if you can just keep going with it. And the other thing that a brain that's trying to lead you away from things that it's scared of is going to do is it's going to use emotion to pull you away from the fear. So if you're scared of chocolate cake, if you're scared of sitting and resting all afternoon, then your brain is going to generate all these emotions like disgust or greed or self-loathing or thoughts of failure to try and stop you from facing that chocolate cake or to try and stop you from sitting on the sofa all afternoon. So just expect you're going to get a lot more of these really horrible emotions for a while 
you're going to feel, you know, a lot of self-disgust, unfortunately. You're going to feel greedy. You're going to feel lazy. You're going to feel a lot of self-hatred, perhaps. But just when those emotions come up, try and label them as normal. Try and label them as eating disorder generated and then just flick them away because they are inappropriate. And as I processed through recovery, I also started to experience a lot of grief and a lot of sadness and a lot of feelings of loss for all the years that the eating disorder had taken from my life. I think it was almost like a bereavement at times where I just became so, so incredibly sad. And I think it was important that I allowed myself to just feel those emotions, go through that process, recognize what I'd lost because of the eating disorder and allow myself to grieve for that. So there was a lot of crying in recovery, a lot of crying. You know, I spent over a decade of my life with the eating disorder in which I could probably count on one hand how many times I cried in all those years. I barely felt any emotion in all those years. And in recovery, suddenly there's all this emotion and you just sometimes wonder how your body can generate so many tears. But it can and it will, and that's okay. And with the grief and the sadness for the things I'd lost, I also sometimes had quite distressing flashbacks to the illness and to the times in the illness which was so miserable when I was you know really deeply entrenched in the eating disorder and sometimes those flashbacks to the things I was doing then to the way I was living then were really quite distressing but again perhaps they they happen for a reason maybe that's again the brain trying to help in terms of trying to remind you of how awful the illness was and therefore help you stay on track if you like, in recovery, you know, if you've got any flashbacks to just how distressing and awful living with the eating disorder was, then no matter how bad the recovery process was or is, it's got to be better than that. And moving on to the hunger then, obviously hunger is a big symptom in eating disorder recovery. As I said earlier, I would get even more intense and constant thoughts of food than ever, despite eating lots more in eating disorder recovery. I think, again, that's just the mental hunger which woke up in an, quite an extreme way once I started eating a bit more again, as my brain was then saying, food's available, just eat it all while you can. That's completely normal, go with it. But also with that, I experienced huge fluctuations in my hunger and in my appetite, sometimes even within just a few minutes. You know, one minute I could have eaten and I could have felt physically and mentally so full that I just thought I'd never want to see food again. And within 10 minutes, I would suddenly be starving hungry again. So there could be huge fluctuations very quickly in hunger and appetite in recovery. There were also periods of extreme exhaustion in recovery, where I would just feel completely exhausted at times, almost to the degree of feeling flu-like, where my body ached. All I wanted to do was just curl up in bed and rest and sleep in between eating. And again, I think that's just because the body is extremely exhausted. It's trying to heal. It's trying to repair after years of malnourishment. It needs that rest. And as I say, with that, you'd some, I'd sometimes experience very strange body and muscle aches and pains in very strange locations for no particular reason. But I guess it was all just my body healing, my body repairing inside. And then the bit that everybody dreads, the dreaded edema, 
the fact that the body holds on to water, particularly at the beginning of recovery, but also all the way through the process, really, there, there was varying degrees of edema to different parts of my body. So that's just water retention. It's completely normal. People hate it because they think it's weight gain, but you've just got to tolerate it. It won't last forever. There was bloating at, well, I was, I was going to say there was bloating at times. There was actually bloating pretty much all the way through the recovery process. And sometimes the bloating would be so extreme that by the afternoon or evening, I would just look like I was nine months pregnant. And of course, that bloating is uncomfortable and painful. And your head is going to use that bloating as well as saying, you see, you've already gained all this weight. You don't need to eat all this food. But the bloating's normal. It's just the stomach trying to work out how to process food again. It's completely normal. You've just got to go with it. You've just got to tolerate it. Make friends with the bloating. Laugh at it. It's fine. It's normal. It's just your body being a body. And yes, there's weight gain. You're not going to get through eating disorder recovery without gaining weight. So again, that's something that does need to be tolerated. And with the belly symptoms, I will make more podcast episodes about the sort of stomach side effects, if you like, to eating disorder recovery. But just to say, regular belly ache, painful gas, acid reflux, there was constipation one minute, diarrhea another minute all these changes to the stomach, they're all just the stomach, as I say, trying to function again. They're all completely normal, not particularly pleasant, but all okay. It will get better. Then as your metabolism is waking up in recovery, there'll be times I felt hot all the time, had night sweats. I would have the windows wide open when other people in the house were freezing cold so as I say, just feeling really, really warm all the time. But then sometimes also changes in temperature. So one minute I feel really hot and the next minute quite cold. So these swings in body temperature, these night sweats, all these other things are again just the metabolism trying to adjust to more food again. I ex also experienced skin changes, so spots. I got a lot of dry skin when I had the eating disorder, but also in recovery. And then also blood sugar fluctuations as... You start eating again more regularly and the body's adjusting to that regular intake of food. It's got to learn how to process that food again, how to manage those changes in your blood sugar that it's not used to. So you might find that your blood sugar drops quite rapidly at times and you start to feel shaky and a bit nauseous because your blood sugar's dropped. And that's normal. Just, you know, when you feel like that, make sure you eat something quite quickly and with time, your blood sugars will just normalize. It's not a sign that you've got diabetes. It's not a sign that you're eating too much sugar. It's just your body adjusting to having food again, and it will normalize if you just keep eating. So I know I've not made the recovery process sound particularly attractive in this episode, but sometimes recovery isn't attractive. But that's not to say that recovery is tears and tantrums and horrible physical side effects all the way through. There can be some good parts to recovery as well, and there are good parts to recovery. So there were genuine feelings of exhilaration in recovery, real high moments at achieving a win over the illness. And that might have been as small as eating a tiny bit more at breakfast. But when you get past the anxiety of doing that and let yourself feel proud and really experience that exhilaration, 
then wow, that feels amazing in recovery at times. And when you actually allow yourself to eat, not just your crummy, safe, disordered foods, but eat whatever the heck you want, however much you want, and actually let yourself enjoy it, then eating disorder recovery can be incredible. And when you can also, alongside the eating what you want, actually start to let yourself rest like you always should have been resting, then you will also find that resting can feel incredible, letting your body just collapse and feeding your body and letting your body heal can feel incredible when you let it. And with time, as you go through recovery, you're gonna find that you'll generate more interest in the outside world again. You'll develop more interest in socializing again, in seeing people, in taking up new hobbies, new experiences, in traveling and doing all these things that perhaps with the eating disorder, you just didn't have the mental capacity to find that interest to do. And that's suddenly when you find that those tiny things in life you will never take for granted because you didn't have them for so long and they become really quite remarkable in your recovery. So yes, in recovery, you're going to find that you find colour in life again. You're going to find that you find a life again and you're going to find that you appreciate the small things in life. So if you're in the midst of the worst part of recovery at the moment and you are currently experiencing some or all of the side effects that I've just described, please, please don't give up. It doesn't last forever. It just feels like it will when you're right stuck in the middle of it. But keep going, keep eating, keep resting, keep trusting your body, experience the highs when they come as well and really hold on to them. And it will be worthwhile in the end. If there's anything else you want me to talk about in this podcast series, then please let me know in the comments. And otherwise, I will catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.